The Adam Crowley Show. What happened to Cooch? I don't know how many times I'm allowed to say Cooch before I get in trouble, so... You're fine. I'm good? That's K-U-C-H. Yeah, nothing wrong with Cooch. No! Adam Crowley. Cooch be good. I love Cooch, in fact. On ESPN Pittsburgh. are battling for fourth place in the National League Central. It's the Mega Bowl. Mega Bowl. Two and a half games separate the two. The Reds have won 13 of 17. The Pirates have lost 10 of the last 14. Joining us now, a former fan favorite here on the Crowley Show and the DV Morning Show. He works somewhere else now, but I don't remember because I don't care enough. It's Randy Slack. Hello, Randy. Hey, buddy. How you doing today? I'm great. How are you doing today? Oh, man. The sun's shining, the birds are singing, and the Reds are getting ready to get to the wild card. Can't wait. Wait a second now. We don't care about the Reds winning the wild card. You think they're going to pass the Pirates? I mean, it's it's a foregone conclusion. I mean, there's two. Let me, let me give you two numbers real quick. I know we don't like to talk numbers when I'm on the show. We like to just deal with hearsay. But let me give you actual factual <laughs> information here. Uh, Eugenio Suarez, he's the third baseman for the Cincinnati Reds. He leads the National League in RBI. Uh, somebody's got to lead that. It's not doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. However, he's tied with Nolan Arenado for the lead, but he's played 11 less games than Nolan Arenado. Well, this is a good so time to remind you that RBI don't mean anything anymore. I understand. Fan, fan rags will tell you that. Fan graphs will tell you that. And if you look at his OPS, his OPS is second to Nolan Arenado as well. But I'm just saying, to to look at a number like that, to be that close and to be that high on the list while missing two weeks of the season, pretty big deal. Also, if you look wait, at wait, the- wait, 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 hey, wait a second, wait a second. We'll get to all this. We got we got to stretch this out a little bit here, Slack. So let me dive right in here and I got say a lot of stuff to talk about today, brother. Well, okay, look, well, go ahead. that's not the Randy Slack show. Okay, go. Hey, <laughs> You're down in the South. You can stay there, and I'll call the shots whenever you're on my show. Okay? He gets a morning show. He thinks every show is oh, his now. I mean, know? I'm Randy yeah. Slack. I'm a big True. freaking deal now. Uh, yeah. Slack. <laughs> yes. And Eugenio Suarez, if he'd played those two extra weeks, I think we'd all find out that he'd just come back down to earth. I don't think so. Yeah. I just because, Look, no, I mean, I, he, he's one of those guys he, he can't really play every day. He, he's played 70 games. I'm figuring if he yeah. would come back down to earth, it would be by now. You know, because 70 is a pretty big sample size. Well, Rob McCoyak once almost made an all-star game, so we'll just wait this one out, won't we? Okay, we will. Sure. All right, so you got Ed Eugenio Suarez. You're about to give me some other bullcrap nonsense. Let's hear that. Yes. The Reds have used 25 pitchers this year, which is an ungodly number. Um, Most of the terrible guys aren't pitching for them anymore. Their their ERA in April was 5.3. Their ERA in May was 4.6. Their ERA in June is 4.0. Oh, no. They're they're getting their team together. Oh, no. Whereas I was looking at the Pirates' ERA and their, some of their pitching numbers, they pretty much remain stagnant. They're not really getting worse, even though they're losing. They're actually staying the same. And actually, the Reds swept the Dodgers in four games in uh, Los Angeles earlier this year, which, you know, seems weird. Um, and then the, the Reds also swept the Cubs for the first time in a four-game series for the first time since, I think, 88. And then the Cubs have done one six in a row. But before that, they lost four straight to the currently fifth-place team in the National League Central, Cincinnati Reds. 
Okay, but so that'll be that'll not be the case by the All Star game. All right, here's the deal, Slack. I don't care about the Reds from a Reds perspective. <laughs> I, I care about the Mega Bowl. Mega Bowl and the race for fourth place in the National League Central. So I ask this from that vantage point: Are they going to start selling guys off? Are they going to get rid of Harvey? Are they going to get rid of Suarez? Are they going to get rid of their other good players? Well, considering they just signed Suarez to a seven-year deal, before well, that's a that's a sign and trade, he's, Randy. He's probably, he's probably pretty much going. That's a that. sign and trade. <laughs> um, it's weird. The, the team that I've seen them tied to with uh, their closer, Raziel Iglesias, has been the Washington Nationals. But the Nationals are at 500, which honestly, at this point, is barely out of the Reds. And I'm wondering what the Reds give up to get Scherzer to sure up their uh, rotation for the end of the uh, to make that run at the wild card. Uh, I think I think it, okay. So, no, honestly, yeah. honestly, they're in a really weird situation because you're a team, and this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to build your team and be good, and then when your window closes, suck and then rebuild again. They're at a point now where they're an above 500 team for the past 50 games, but are they really an above 500 team? Do you get rid of a guy like Scooter Jeanette, who should be an all-star because he leads second baseman in basically every offensive category? Don't you or, be throwing RBI in my face again. No, uh, batting average. Doesn't matter either. Uh, On-base percentage. That counts. You know, things of that nature. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, no, it's, you know, do, do you start – do you try to keep those guys? Do you keep your Iglesias? Do you keep your Michael Lorenzen, who has hit three home runs in the last three at-bats, even though he's a pitcher? No big deal. You know, what do you do? And they're in a weird spot. I mean, not as weird as the Pirates. The Pirates clearly need to just sell everything, but they won't. Len, honestly, they don't really have anything to sell at this point. Well, you're 100% right, and that's where I was going to go. Randy Slack joining us on the Crowley Show. It would be much better, and this sounds odd, to be a Reds fan than a Pirates fan. Because they've got those three guys. They've got Joey Votto as well. They've got guys that if they wanted to tear down, they could. They want to build around these guys they can. I don't think the Pirates have, I can't name a star on the team. I don't know what Meadows is going to turn into. Josh Bell's been hugely disappointing. Starling Marte is what he is at this point. Everyone in the rotation is. So they, it's terrible being a Pirates fan. Yeah, and, and look, this this here is shows exactly. This here. I mean, th- th- this here, I've, I've been on the South too long. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, you know, you, you can have the number one farm system like the Pirates had. You know, they had these, you know, your Austin Meadows and your Tyler Glasnows and your Gregory Polancos that are these can't-miss prospects that are just going to be the future of your franchise, and you're going to have the bridge year to 2017 that never comes. You know, they had the team, and I've talked about it forever, and I'm almost tired of talking about it, but you had a team that was really, 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 really close in 2015, and you got to pull the trigger on it because you don't know what's going to happen. You, the Reds have great guys in AAA. They have great guys. They have a guy in uh, single-A Dayton right now who can play shortstop, and he throws 97 miles I don't an need hour. to hear about this guy in Dayton. We're, okay. What I'm, I'm saying No, is, I'm looking for this year for the Mega Bowl. Mega Game's up. Okay, calm down with your single-A prospect who throws 97 miles an hour and plays shortstop. I don't need to hear about that guy, okay? Just take a second, breathe. Hunter Green, by the way. Hunter Green's his name? Yeah. When do you think he'll, uh, when do you think he's moving up to double-A? I don't know. He has has to go to high-A first. Do you know how baseball works, Adam? Uh, You can skip high-A, okay? (laughs) I don't think you will. They're going to take it easy. Okay, so he's not going to affect, he's not going to affect the Mega Bowl this year. He's a Mega Bowl! No, he won't.
He 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 will be uh, inactive for Mega Bowl 2018. Mega Bowl. Slack. Yes. We just, Hello. Would you give me a oh, hit the Mega Bowl thing again? Mega Bowl. So we, I've been in contact with James Rapian from WLW and ESPN Cincinnati, and with yeah. Mo Egger, and uh, we are going to try yeah. to we're going to make a bet who finishes fourth in the NL Central, who finishes <laughs> uh, the lead in the Mega Bowl. Mega sure. Bowl. And want to know if you want to get in on some of that action? Uh, I mean, what's the bet? We don't have one yet. Okay. Well, then that's dumb. No. Well, okay. Wait Even a second. Though... What are these? What are the? What are these guys into? Like, what's the bet? Oh, I don't know. You're, you're, we're going to murder your family if the pirates finish out of the red. Like, sure, no, I'm, I'm in. Well, what are these guys into? I mean, they're Belgium fans, just like us for the World Cup. So we get along there. But like, where can we hit them that would hurt? Ah, uh, let's see here. Make James Rapine um, stop going to the gym. Yeah, yeah, make him stop going to the gym. Make him stop posting videos of John Ross. That guy, I think he might be John Ross's agent. For those of you who don't know who John Ross is, he's the guy, the first-round pick for the Bengals last year, who made absolutely one play in which he ran the ball for 12 yards and fumbled and never saw the field again. <laughs> That's James Rapine's favorite guy. He can run, man. He's his favorite guy. He's fast. He's awful. So what? So we say what you can't film... Then John Ross, that that's the bet. You can't film John Ross. And then what do we take away from me? We're gonna get to get rid of the cheese teases. That ain't happening. No, no, no. we can't. That's that's the only good part of your show. Thank you. No, we can't get rid. Of, we can't get rid of that. You can't be. You can't be at uh, SJW on the show. Whoa! It's been a long time since I've SJW though. He, I think. He's been good late. He's been good lately. Okay. Slack. He hasn't gone full. Hashtag, hashtag stick to sports. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what's what's really gone on lately that would make me want to be an SJW? Oh, oh no. yeah, wait a second. Oh, no. Well, they've been putting they've been putting immigrants in cages. Uh, no, see, Slack, see what, what you did, Slack. He was being so good, you drug him right back into it. You know, that's really a bad thing they're doing. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's not ideal. I'm anti. It's not you ideal. Know, putting people in cages. <laughs> not ideal. Not at all. You wait. You know what they say, Slack? The baseball season doesn't really start until 4th of July. Well, it's on now. Two and a half game cushion the Pirates have. I think they're going to hold this one out, though. I think they're going to win the uh, Mega Bowl. No chance. They are. They're going to hold it. Mega Bowl! Man, you got a lot of faith in a team that started off worse than any team in baseball. Yeah, I mean, well, look. When you start the season 3-18... and 18, there's there's literally nowhere else to go but up. Well, sure, but are they the three and eighteen Reds or are they this great baseball team we've seen for the last fifty some odd games? Considering I think two of the pitchers that were on that April team are still on the team, I think no, there's no chance. The team is way better. Their pitching staff is so much more solidified. Even if they were to move Matt Harvey, which I'm totally cool with, if they want to get rid of him. But you know, guys like Iglesias, guys like Lorenzen, you keep those guys, but. The Harvey thing's just been fantastic. You really? By think- the way, okay. By the way, yep. Uh, it's kind of funny. Nobody wants to play with LeBron. Hmm. 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 You know, except for Rondo. You know, oh, no. they got Lance yeah. Stevenson yeah. too, man. I don't know about Ray, that. Ray, I don't know if you know Ray about John that. Rondo was great in the 2008 Finals. You know, <laughs> back when back when GW was president. So you uh, wrapping up that term. So you think that LeBron James is a player that nobody wants to play with? I think I think that it's it's funny that no one wants to go there. Uh, there's rumblings that Kawhi Leonard doesn't want to go there, and also the Lakers 
for no reason at all, I guess because they thought they would get a big man that had an Achilles injury. They released a 23-year-old guy that came off 16-8 and eight season, and uh, Julius Randle. Just, just let him walk, you know, because that's what you do. But, yeah. hey, they signed Rajon Rondo. Well, so Ray, there you go. Rajon Rondo in 2008 was great. Yeah, he was awesome. I mean, he can't shoot. No. He can still run, but, though. You know, he, 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 he can run. He's he can fast, run pretty dude. Well. Yeah. Um, also, he's kind of a jerk, which is hilarious. I like him. Slack, appreciate the time, man. Uh, what else? Oh, hey, one more thing, real yeah. quick, because it's just to continue the theme of your show. Um, I want to be a beaver. I'm a big fan of the beaver, Adam. Oh, you'd be a beaver if you were a furry? 100% beaver. Nice. You're pro-beaver, then? Yes. Would you be a furry beaver? Yeah. I'd be the furriest beaver. Would you be a busy beaver? Uh, it depends. Would you be a hairy beaver? I mean, beaver? I'd, pro- I'd probably be a pretty sweaty in a suit, though, for sure. I'd be, I'd be a pretty heavy, hairy, sweaty beaver. Thanks, pal. Hey, no problem, buddy. What are you talking about on your show? Uh, everything. I talked about super teams earlier this week. Did you talk about the Mega Bowl? I didn't talk about the Mega Bowl because I didn't know it was a thing. Mega Bowl. It's a thing. Oh, I-, I guess it is now. You talking about it on your you, show? What are you talking about tomorrow on the show? Good Slack. question. Yeah. Uh, probably play a lot of music. I might talk about Mega Bowl tomorrow now. Okay. Um, I might see if I can get this interview and rerun it and lose all my listeners. So perfect. That's that's what we're gonna do at what six twenty, right? Just play Slack back. Yeah. 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 All right. Thanks for your time. Hey, no problem, buddy. See ya. Hi, Slack. Here. Randy Slack, formerly the DVE Morning Show, and slacking off on Fridays. Where is he? In North Carolina. Is that where? Yeah. You know. Nice. Or South Carolina. <laughs> you don't. You don't even know. It might be in. He's in a Carolina. It, it might be Delaware. It, Pretty safe to assume he's got the y'all draw going. Yeah, somewhere bit. in the south. Like he's picking up. You can hear a little bit of the southern accent coming through there. He's picking it up a little bit. Could be Vermont. He had a little bit of yins when he left here. Now he's got like the y'all. He's a chameleon. He is a comedian. Chameleon. Oh, he's comedian. I had something lodged in my throat. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, it's a funny guy. I miss him around here. I miss him too. Miss that beaver. <laughs> big slack. You know, you never miss beaver till it's gone. Is that slack dressed as a big hairy beaver? Yeah. Woo! Coming up next, it's the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by To Be Determined. I hope he doesn't go out in the rain in that costume. No. Be smelly beaver. Big wet beaver. Dripping beaver. TSP in Pittsburgh. This is the Adam Crowley Show. To pick against the Steelers is a sin. It's a sin that's written in the Bible. Don't you understand? ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeart Radio app. Uh, Randy Slack just texted me and said he loves the show. So when he was saying the best part of the show was the cheese teases, he was telling the truth. But that doesn't mean he doesn't like the show. I just wanted to get that out there to everyone. And Brian LaMartino sitting across from me and shirtless Tom behind the glass. I'm all in, though, on the Mega Bowl. I mean, I'm Mega Bowl. 100% in on this thing. Me too. Uh, it's adding a little bit of an excitement to the whole damn waste of a season. Do you know what it is? What's that? It's when you're watching a Tuesday night college basketball game 
between Iowa State, who's not going to make the tournament, and some Division Three squad. And you don't give a rip about who wins, but you place a bet on it, and then you care deeply about who wins. That's how this feels to me. The Pirates spent enough this offseason to not contend, but also not be ass-awful. And the Reds were ass-awful and have now pulled themselves out enough to be somewhat mediocre. This is what both of these teams deserve, is a battle for fourth place. A mega bowl. It's a mega bowl. It's a battle of suck. It is. Who can suck better? And you don't want to be the last place team in the NL Central. You just don't want to. I say all the time, you'd rather be horrific than mediocre, but they're pretty darn bad right now. The Reds are pretty darn bad right now, but both are in that mediocre realm. But at the same time, I don't want to see those bastards in Cincinnati get any satisfaction. And Slack's wrong. They're not going to make the wild card. The pitching has gotten better, and they've got good players. And Eugenio Suarez, Scooter Jeanette, Joey Votto, they've got some good players. But, look, you don't start out 3-18 if you're a good baseball team. I don't care how many guys you got rid of. Because if they weren't good enough to start the season on the Major League Club, then they're not good enough to be players that are going to pull you all the way back into the wild card race. That being said, the Pirates, they're scurring me, man. They're scurring me. That was as bad of a three-game series as I can remember. And, again, I grew up a Pirates fan. You just didn't think they were this bad. But the reality is they can't play defense, which stinks. Every single pitcher in their starting rotations got an ERA between 4 and 4.5. I mean, not terrible, but not good. And then the bullpen, every single player in the bullpen sucks, except for Rivera-Vasquez, and he's not been great. So whatever this bet is that we do put on the line is going to it's going to make me nervous all year long because I don't see the Reds running away with it. I don't see the Pirates running away from the Reds. Finally found ourselves a good race. You know, another thing, too, I mean, settle in because what we're trying to do, too, is move the bar here. Like, mm-hmm. in, in days past, the World Series was, was the bar. You wanted to win a World Series or at least a pennant. You want to at least represent the National League in the World Series. But it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen anytime soon. So we just need to give you another thing to look forward to that's maybe not as big as the World Series, but it's something. It's something we can hold our, hang our hat on and be like, something we can throw out the proverbial banner to. Like, yeah, we won the Mega Bowl. Mega Bowl. And there will be a banner. Absolutely will be a banner. We'll make a banner. We will absolutely 100% make a banner. In fact, I'm saying this right now on the show. If the Pirates win fourth place in the National League Central, if they win the Mega Bowl, Mega Bowl. we're going to the Rotunda and we're putting up a makeshift banner. Yeah, celebrate the victory. Yep, 100%. Now they got to follow through on their end of the bargain. But to me, this is... It's like I'm a West Virginia football fan, right? And... They're not going to win the national championship. They're never going to win the national championship in my life. So you got to develop different goals. Well, it'd be great to go nine and three, get respectable, right? <laughs> yeah. Finish in the top half of the Big Twelve Conference. That's what you do. That's what Pitt fans should be doing. Well, it'd be nice if we could win the division, but if not, well, let's get to a bowl game. You have to manufacture your own stepping stones when you're a college team that doesn't have the money that an Alabama doesn't have the money that a Miami or Ohio State or Michigan has. You got to find your own way to make your season worth it, to make it relevant. That's what rivalries are for. And while the Reds and the Pirates used to be a rivalry, it ain't anymore until today. Because now it's the Mega Bowl 2018. Mega Bowl. 
Two and a half game cushion. And it makes me want to watch Pirate Baseball again because I'll be honest, and you can check out my blog, ESPNPGH.com, Year of Excellence 2.0. I wrote that I haven't watched a Pirate game in two weeks. I was on vacation. Sure as bleep wasn't going to do it there. I got home. It's holiday week. Sure as hell not going to do it now. But I think moving forward, now that the race has gotten so close between the Reds and the Pirates, I'm going to keep tabs on all things Reds. I'm going to keep tabs on all things Pirates. I'm going to be invested in this MF. Be all up in it. And at the end of the month, we got a series coming out. we got the Reds in on the 20th. They're in town? Or actually, we're up there. Road trip. Yep. So the 20, 21st, and 22nd. Three-game series. That series is now more important than ever. That's head-to-head Mega Bowl action right there. Mega Bowl! Pirates won the last series against those jabronis, but then the Reds took off. Like, last year, the Pirates had a much better record than the Reds, but the Reds stomped all up on their bums. They just throttled the Pirates. And if the Pirates had taken care of business against the Reds, they might have been a team that could have contended at least for a playoff spot. They didn't. But now this year, even if the Pirates handle the Reds, the way the Reds are playing doesn't matter. It's taken off. You know what? The Reds are a juggernaut. You cannot hope to stop them. You can only hope to contain them. That's all you can hope for. Slack says he'll be in town Labor Day weekend, by the way. So we could pay off the bet around then because the Pirates will run away with it at that point. Got a late September series, too, an early September, late in the season, early September series. Is it around Labor Day? Uh, the third. Oh! Fourth and fifth. Oh, maybe Randy <laughs> Slack will be here. Yeah. For the Mega Bowl. Mega Bowl! We're psyched, man. We got, like, a championship to play for. We do. Like, it is. Like, I want to watch ball now. When do the Pirates play next? They play today? No, not play not. Today. They don't play till tomorrow. Yeah. Philly. Yeah, Philly tomorrow. Oh, boy. Philly's playing good ball. Philly might get Manny Machado. You see that? No, shut up. Yeah, they might. Man, shut up. They might. Shut up. Well, someone's going to get them. Dodgers are going to get them. Oh, no. Yeah, no. Orioles ain't getting them. And now it's time for the great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun. Brought to you by... To be determined. First things first, Blake tweets at underscore Adam Crowley. The Mega Bowl ends on my birthday. Woo! Did you hear that, Tom? The Mega Bowl ends on his birthday. Mega Bowl! (laughs) Jerome Bettis thinks the Steelers and Le'Veon Bell should work it out. Because neither one will be as good without the other one. You think Bell gives a rip about that? I don't necessarily disagree with Jerome Bettis that they're better off with each other this year. But Le'Veon Bell just wants to get paid, yo. I think that's the problem. Le'Veon Bell wants to make more money than the market dictates he should be making. And whether or not he can perform behind this great Steelers offensive line isn't really the issue. The issue is going out and getting that money. And for him, then, that's the goal. And if that's the goal, then the Steelers can't give him what he wants. But someone on the open market will. He will, I think, get paid more out there than he will with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers offered him a pretty penny. Steelers offered him around $14 million a season. That's good cash. That's what he should take. That's what the market dictates he should take. In fact, that's way more than the next highest paid guy. But all he cares about is setting the bar so high that 
It's ridiculous. So while Jerome Bettis says it's better for the Steelers and better for Bell, I think he's talking from a football playing standpoint. He's not talking about from a financial standpoint. Because financially, Le'Veon Bell wants to go somewhere else. Because that's where he's going to make the most money. So, sorry, Jerome, you're wrong. As far as on the field, people better be careful what they wish for. Uh, I think Le'Veon Bell's skills are deteriorating. We'll see if last year is the anomaly. He was still very good. One of the best running backs in football. But I do think took a step back from the season he had two years ago. From five yards a carry to four yards a carry. And he didn't really have any of those long touchdown runs. Wasn't a big play guy. So he's deteriorating. At least it looks like it. But he's still really darn good. And I think Steelers fans just assume that if Le'Veon Bell walks at the end of this year in the franchise tag, that the Steelers can just bring in running back by committee. And the running back by committee is going to be as effective or facsimile thereof of Le'Veon Bell. And I just don't think that's the case. I think that's a lot easier said than done. Sure, the Eagles and Patriots got to the Super Bowl with running back by committee, but I'd rather know what I'm getting my hands onto. I'd rather know what I've got on my football team. And Le'Veon Bell, regardless of whether or not he's deteriorating, still a number one back in this league. Still probably a top five back in this league. At worst, going to be a top ten guy. So I think the Steelers would be wise to get the deal done on their terms. But it ain't going to happen on their terms, so they're also doing the right thing there. In a perfect world, you get Le'Veon Bell. There's no salary cap. You bring him in for what he wants, and you're happy for the next four to five years. You run the window out with Ben Roethlisberger. The best thing for the Steelers is to have that guy, to have that security, to have Antonio Brown there, to have the offensive line there. But in this circumstance, it's just not going to work out that way. I don't know what I just said for the last four minutes. Hey, who is the best Madden player of all time? Antonio Brown is listed as one of the five players in Madden this year that has a 99 rating. And I always used to run around like a crazy person with Michael Vick. Michael Vick was the, I think, best player you could ever pick on Madden. He couldn't throw the ball all that well, but well enough. All you have to do is run the Hail Mary, drop back 17 feet, and then just start sprinting upfield. So that's my number one. Steve McNair was really darn good in Madden, too. Ben Roethlisberger ain't bad because you're shrugging guys off here and there. But if I had to pick a player all-time that I think you could win a championship with on Madden, Michael Vick. You know, pre-dog-killing Michael Vick. Like Michael Vick running around as an Atlanta Falcon, Michael Vick. That dude could ball. And if you hit the right buttons, he could be stopped. What happened there, Nothing. We're going to try to get him back. His phone was breaking up a little oh, bit. Oh, sure. He has some takes about Le'Veon Bell he'd like to get out. The all-time best Madden player was who? Like, which player could you run train with on Madden? The uh, Mike Vick 2000. Damn right. You weren't even listening to me there. You were on the phone. No. It's so true. What about you? Depends what year, really. Yeah. I mean, the big year for me, <laughs> I'm old. 98. Jerry Rice. Oh, he couldn't guard him. Yeah. Couldn't so guard him. Awesome. Couldn't guard him. Nope. Not at all. Jerome Bettis was monster in those games. Yeah, Deion Sanders was pretty badass. Oh, that time he had 99 speed. Yeah. Jerome Bettis had 99 breaks tackles. So he just, like, run your mother over. <laughs> run you, your mother, your uncle, everybody up out of the place. LT was really badass. Yes, he was. Too. Yes, he was. You could juke anybody out of their shoes. You know who was great? Devin Hester. Yeah. Devin Hester was amazing. 
And he actually was so good in the return game because they had to make him good in the return game that he actually became a good corner in that game, which wasn't realistic at all. Like he sucked on defense. He was terrible, but he could return. But they made his speed so good that he's a corner out there and he's just running people down. He's unbelievable. He's amazing. There was one year where Sean Alexander was beast. The year after he won the MVP and they lost the Steelers to Super Bowl 40, he kicked ass. As for defensive players, yes, this is what we're talking about in the great unsponsored football <laughs> segment filled with knowledge and fun brought to you by Do Be Determined. I would line up as Joey Porter, but I'd turn off sides off. Oh, no. <laughs> so you're just sprinting at the line of just, scrimmage. Yeah. It wouldn't let you start offside, but you're sprinting at the line of scrimmage, yeah, and then they'd that. snap the ball. Man, you better get off than Aaron Donald. <laughs> anyway, that was the worst great unsponsored football segment filled with knowledge and fun ever. And we move on to Lance Lysowski to talk to him about the Mega Bowl. Mega Bowl! It's a Crowley Show. The Adam Crowley Show. Making my way downtown, walking fast, faces passing, I'm homebound. Should I go lower? Staring blankly ahead, just making my way, making a way through the crowd. On ESPN Pittsburgh. It's Mega Bowl 1. Mega Bowl. Between the Pirates and the Reds, two and a half games separates them both from fourth place in the National League Central. All of our Pirates coverage from here on out will be looking through that prism. Joining us now to discuss our friend from DKPittsburghSports.com. He is Lance Lysowski. Lance, how are you, pal? Doing well, Adam. How about yourself? I'm doing okay, man. Uh, The Pirates, though. Yikes. Oh, my God. Uh, what was the biggest problem uh, in that series uh, against the Dodgers? Well, the pitching's just not there. Okay. Um, Nova giving up five home runs. Uh, the offense looked somewhat better. Uh, David Freeze is starting to hit. Marte had a, a nice game in the finale there. But, you know, it's, it seems like whenever they put one piece together, even if they have a starting pitching performance, you know, the offense is bad. If the offense is good, the pitching is bad, that's just a classic sign of just not a very good team. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty similar to last year. I mean, some of the peripherals are a little encouraging. You see some guys, you know, who have improved from last year. There's some pieces in the bullpen you might be able to build on. But overall, it's really just more of the same with just maybe a few different faces. And, of course, no more Andrew McCutcheon or Garrett Cole. Well, that's kind of where I wanted to go with this, Lance. I think the Reds have a couple of players that you would say are stars or could be stars. Uh, Suarez, Jeanette, of course, Joey Votto. I don't know if I feel good about saying the Pirates have any budding star on their roster. Now, that's not to say Austin Meadows can't be that guy. That's not to say Starling Marte is not a very good player. But I don't have faith that Josh Bell's going to be that guy. He's now what? One for two in good seasons so far in terms of full years in the major leagues, although he still has some time to add on it this year. Uh, so why should I be optimistic if I'm a Pirates fan? Well, there's not a whole lot of reasons. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I guess Sterling Marte is the only player who's shown in the past to be able to consistently 
you know, produce and maybe has some of those superstar qualities. That's about it, though, and he's not exactly the type of player you'd want to build around. That's probably the more troubling thing here. Um, Josh Bell's regression, you know, you look across the league, you know, when teams are bad, you know, for a couple of years, they're able to, you know, maybe develop some players to kind of bridge that gap so you're not losing consistently for too long. But I look at the Pirates roster now. I look at the organization as a whole moving forward, the guys who are coming up in the system. I just don't see that changing. They don't have those guys that have that superstar potential. I think Austin Meadows is going to be a, a pretty solid major league player, Adam, but I don't think he's got the traits of some of those guys. Maybe well, you mentioned Joey Votto, or you just look across the division, you look at the building blocks that have made the Brewers what they are. Okay, the Cubs. I mean, everyone talks about how much the Cubs spend, but they did really well drafting in those those down years to become the team that they are. Lance Lysowski, DKPittsburghSports.com, joining us here on the Crowley Show. So that brings us to then Neil Huntington and the organizational philosophy, too. The Pirates, they feel like they want to be around contention, and they think that they can be for a while, as opposed to having a small pop-up window here, pop-up window there. They think that they can keep a bigger window, but I just don't think that's a great organizational philosophy, and if it is a good organizational philosophy, they're certainly not executing it well enough based on the poor draft record, I think, from Neil Huntington. Yeah, it sounds like whenever Neil Huntington kind of says that line that he wants to catch lightning in a bottle, which is, okay, maybe we'll be lucky enough to be maybe in the position that the Kansas City Royals were in a couple of years back when they won the World Series, that you have these foundational pieces, you can add just a few players here or there, and then go for that World Series run. But let's go back a couple of years, Adam, when the Pirates arguably were in that position that Neil Huntington spoke of, and they didn't add the necessary pieces to put themselves over the top. And in the meantime, I mean, I understand that they don't want to sign an Andrew McCutcheon or Garrett Cole to that 10-year extension that locks them up, you know, under club control for a long time. But if you're going to not do that, you have to still be able to draft and develop even when you are successful. And, They've missed time and time again. And it's not just the drafting, Adam. I mean, you look at the international market, what they've done, you know, in the Dominican Republic, Venezuela. Yes, they brought in Gregory Polanco, Starling Marte. I guess Elias Diaz can be thrown into that conversation now. But who was the start? What starting pitcher have they signed an international free agency and developed to be a quality major leaguer? There isn't one. I mean, you got Edgar Santana in the bullpen. You know, their best players, their best prospects they've got from, you know, the Dominican or Venezuela, they've had to trade for. Felipe Vasquez, O'Neill Cruz, the shortstop they got in the Tony Watson trade last year. This organization is just missed across the board. And this isn't just drafting. This isn't just the international market. It's development. And it's developing guys when they get to the major leagues, too. And, yes, they've made some changes in the front office and the coaching staff to improve in some areas, but... They, this is across the board a problem that they need to fix. This organization's ever going to return to what they were for those three years. Well, and you want to stay ahead of the Reds too for the Mega Bowl. <laughs> yeah, but the Reds are actually developed. They're pretty. They've gotten better at drafting the last couple of years after they were so bad at it for a while, and they're signing players who are coming up and actually contributing. I don't know. The Pirates are playing like a last place team right now, and I've seen a few of the Reds writers kind of. Uh, reference the fact that the Reds would be in second place if they were in the AL Central. Well, I'm sorry, you can't just do that. You know, they're a last place team. The Pirates <laughs> are close to being a last place team. That's not how sports work. You can't just say, oh, well, if we're here, we're there. No. I mean, this is two bad teams. And right now, it's 
the Reds are showing signs of life when the Pirates are definitely trending downward. And, of course, you got the trade deadline coming up, and things might only get worse. Was it Neil Huntington last year who said that if you take the Pirates' losses against bad teams and made them wins, then they would have been a good team? Now these... Yeah, if you revert their record against two opponents in the division, then it, it makes <laughs> uh, you know a world. That's like 30 games. That's so. <laughs> yeah, uh, quite the big pie there. Well, it's like if the Pirates back in, what, what year was it they won 98 games? If they well, been... 2015, yeah. 2015, right. If they're in any other division in baseball, they might win the whole freaking thing. They might win the World Series, but it's not the way it worked. Get the hell out of here, Reds writers. I don't need to be hearing that. Lance Lizowski joined us. Uh, from DKPittsburghSports.com on the Crowley Show. Uh, to your point about development, I mean, look at what Charlie Morton is doing. Look at what Garrett Cole is doing uh, with the Houston Astros. Just the philosophy organizationally, uh, even in terms of the pitch-to-contact stuff, just doesn't seem like uh, it works any longer. And what's really stood out this year more than the last couple of years, Adam, that some of the starters on the staff have taken upon themselves to start pitching differently. You look at Jamison Tyone, who started to throw the slider, stopped throwing his two-seam really altogether and is now throwing a four-seamer, which is, of course, following the philosophy of not only the Astros, but a lot of teams across the league now. You, know, you, you talk to people, the two-seam fastball, pitching to contact, yeah, there is some value to that, but it only is a compliment. And it looks like just with the way baseball is trending, that pitchers like Yvonne Nova who rely on like a pitch like that or like to pitch to contact, it's just not working anymore. And <laughs> You're seeing pitchers across their organization kind of change some things, and I don't think the philosophy has changed from the top, though. So it's going to be interesting to see. Are they going to be able to adapt? Because right now they're falling tremendously behind in a lot of categories. And it's kind of a little troubling, I think, to have your starters taking it upon themselves to change things and it's not really coming from the pitching coach. This is not because I care about the future of the Pirates. This is only because I care about whether or not they can hold the Reds off right now. Uh, are the Pirates going to unload a bunch of dudes at the deadline? I mean, I think they should at this point. You have to sell. Um, they have to have a better track. They need to do a better job when they do sell these pieces and get quality players in return. But Francisco Cervelli, I don't know how you can keep him. He's your highest paid player. And now you actually have a catcher who's proven to be able, a capable starter. So, okay, you, you slot in Elias Diaz. Corey Dickerson, with the way he's playing, you might want to just trade him now because you have Austin Meadows. And Marte and Plunka aren't going anywhere. So there's your three outfielders. Josh Harrison, sure. I mean, you you can try to trade him. I don't think they're going to be able to. And Kevin Newman's, you know, going to be able to take take over for Jordy Mercer. And David Fries has actually improved his trade trade value too. So I think you got to sell at this point. Just turn it over to the youth, and because they've always done this thing, Adam, where they've kind of just stayed in the middle. They haven't sold. They haven't bought it. Right. So hey, go for it. What scares me is the rotation. Like you'd like yeah. you'd like to see Jamison Tyone be the guy, but. Okay, we'll we'll still see. I think the jury's still kind of out on him, obviously. But I mean, everybody else is just mediocre, and you like what you see sometimes from Musgrove. So okay, you'll be patient there. But you know, I'm not all that excited about what they've got coming up. Nick Kingham is maybe okay. going to be a guy, but other than that, it's just it's just yikes. They've got a lot of just guys, as you just referred to Nick Kingham. They've got a lot of four- and five starters, but they don't have that top-of-the-rotation guy. Everybody's talking about Mitch Keller, but he just got the AAA. And he's a, he's a ways away still. They're going to be patient with him. Trevor Williams is regressed. I don't know if he's anything more than maybe a long reliever, although, yes, he's had success in the past. But the league punches back. The league finds answers, oh, yeah. and they clearly found an answer to Trevor Williams. And I don't know how long Chad Cool's going to be out for. It doesn't look good. 
and there's just nothing in AAA. I mean, Clay Holmes, again, just a guy, and they've got a lot of quad A type players like Max Moroff, like Jose Osuna, that sure they can come up if you need a fill in, but there's just not that star power, Adam. They've just swung and missed on too many draft picks and too many international free agents that right now this organization, sure, they're, they're doing okay in those prospect rankings by Baseball America or MLB.com, but that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't win you games, and it's not producing on the field when they call upon guys. Lance, feel free to not want to uh, divulge this information if you don't want to divulge this information, but are you noticing an apathy from Pirates fans in terms of – your coverage in terms of the clicks? I mean, you, you obviously do a great job, or else we wouldn't be asking you to come on the show, obviously. But, but I mean, is there an apathy out there for Pirates fans? Because they ain't going to the ballpark, that's for sure. People are still reading. Good. I think that maybe the I think maybe the point that people aren't watching on TV as much or people aren't going to the games, maybe that has, has helped from the media perspective in terms of just people kind of keeping an eye on things from a distance. You're right. I mean, they're on their own pace to have their worst attendance in the history of Pansy Park, and it's probably going to be that way. I don't see them proving just the way they're playing and the product as a whole. So I think apathy is set in. I just think it's a little bit different. I think people still care because there are a lot of there are still a lot of baseball fans in this city, as much as people say it's not a baseball town. I think there is an interest level, but again, they're going to try to do it their own way and not support you know the organization too much for their own reasons. Let's just hope they hold off the Reds, Lance, okay? That wouldn't be a good look, Adam. Would not be. Goodbye, my friend. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks again. There he goes, Lance Lysowski, DKPittsburghSports.com. People are still reading his stuff. I'm happy about that. That's a good point, though. That's what I do. I click on stuff and read it because I didn't watch the game. He says on his Sports Talk radio show. The hell do I want to watch him for? I'm not going to be one of those people you find sacrificing their life for their job, okay? Yeah, I mean, you got things to do. Yeah. Places to be. Yeah. Yeah. But now you kind of got to. You know why? Mega Bowl! Mega Bowl! We interrupt our regularly scheduled program for this breaking news update on ESPN Pittsburgh. A pride of lions killed and ate a group of rhino poachers who broke into a wildlife reserve in South Africa. Mega Bowl! They deserved it. Go Lions. Yeah, shouldn't they be losing a game on Thanksgiving somewhere? (laughs) We're going to end on that one. Coming up next, what the hot dog contest made me think about life and sports. The team's got a lot of pride. They're my main team. I'm positive. (laughs) They're perfect. (laughs) Something about Mufasa. It's ESPN Pittsburgh.